Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Luke Anderson, astronaut, a man barely interesting. I just picture you sitting on the rail at a strip club eating a Lunchable. Will Darkens, hot air balloon attendant, frightened by technology. I I love you, but you're saying that this little old man, this dude was a clean 6'6". We have the capability to build the 33rd best radio show in Portland on Saturdays about sports. The Sinner and the Saint will be that show. Better than they were before. Sportsier. Funnier. More Labradoodles. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate Show on 1080 The Fan. The Odyssey. Map and 1080thefan.com. Hey, happy Saturday morning, all you beautiful Portlanders. I hope you're having a wonderful start to your weekend. But before we uh, before we get too far, let's check in with the most important man in the room, Will Darkins. What's Not happening, this buddy? weekend. What's that? Not this weekend. You are. You just what? got back from Hawaii. Yeah, oh. buddy. Great trip. Great trip to Waikiki. Ah. <gasps> oh. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Some little Nelly Kaliki Maka there. What the hell does that mean? Merry Christmas. Himaka is the wise way to say. It's a way you say uh, Merry Christmas on a bright Hawaiian Christmas day. Do they tell each other that when they're in Hawaii? Used to drop some Nelly Kaliki Makas around the holidays. Some Shaka Brass. Shaka Brass. Yeah. Yeah. I was uh, snorkeling. Got to see some Huma Huma Nuka Nuka Apawa. That is the state fish of Hawaii. I think you know that it is. I have watched that movie. Uh, which movie? Um, it's the one with Mila Kunis. I have not watched that movie. <laughs> um, yeah. What else is in it? Kristen Bell. You know what I'm talking about. It's a pretty, they go to Hawaii. Yeah. They're at a hotel. Mm-hmm. How much more descriptive do I have to I be? don't know. I haven't seen the movie. I've not there seen a men Mila, in it. I've not seen a Mila Kunis movie with Kristen Bell in Hawaii. What about, um... I don't watch a bunch of movies. You know this about me. I watch trailers, so I'm aware of a lot of films. But Why uh, even do that? But I don't watch it. Because my wife worked in the movie theater business, and she's uh, like, oh, you want to see this trailer? I'm like, sure. She's like, you want to come out and see a movie? I'm like, well, if you're there, I'm here with the kids. You know, it's interesting. I haven't seen a trailer in a long time that yeah. made me think, like, damn, I got to get my ass to that movie. Really? No. Yeah. Not at all. I have not had a trailer happen Ooh. upon me where I was like, yes, let's go. And mostly because I'm not really into superhero movies. Ah, and I there think you go. that's kind of 
what trailers are about now. You know? Yeah. See now the the watching trailers on the uh, on the iPhone or on the YouTube's uh, not the same as watching them in the theater. I feel like when I actually uh, do sit down in the theater, yeah. I always go. Oh, that was because you get the rumbling underneath your seats and you start getting those feelers on and yeah. it's just, it's right in your face. But then you watch a movie, and you forget all about them. You're like, oh, yeah. Huh. Like, what was that? Uh, what was that trailer? Now, you never, nobody's ever thinking that after a movie. They should show them at the end of the movie is what they should do. Unless it was a crap movie, I guess. Yeah. Show them between the credits of the movie and just be like, all right, I hope you enjoyed that movie. Here's some movies we think you can see. And then there's a button on your seat where you can just buy tickets for it. But yeah, That's interesting. So you want to reinvent the movie business where yeah. the trailers happen at the end, not the beginning. Yeah, oh yeah, that's how I would do it. Then I you, don't think you'd get enough people to hang around. No, no, not through the credits. That's why you do it between the credits. <laughs> Before the credits roll. Just Wait a minute. The movie insert. would end, and then you would just go right back into a trailer? And then credits would be after that. Yeah. It'd be pretty confusing. I know. Especially if, like... I'm just trying to sell movie tickets here. I'm trying to keep the theater business alive. Okay. Because usually, as you know, because probably your wife tells you about it, like, the trailers you see for movies either have the stars of the current movie you are watching in them, or they are of somewhat the same genre. Yeah, yeah. Right? You're not yeah. going to see an action trailer in a romantic comedy movie. It unless, might happen. Unless it's also Chris Pratt. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But yes, they're, they are designed intentionally. That's why my wife would watch trailers so often, is because she actually set up which trailers went with, with which movies. But oh. you know what the way they have it set up is you watch a movie, you watch a trailer, and then ideally right outside of that theater are all the posters. That's how they get you back. They've got it all figured out. I don't need to tell them how to do the movie. So anyways. It's uh, called Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Okay. That's I, the movie. That's what I was going to guess. Never seen it. This texture also indicating that trailers were at the end of movies. Hence, that's why they were called trailers. That makes sense. Because it trailed the movie. So it must have sucked, and people were like, why the hell aren't we watching so this before? Yeah. yeah. No, you can do both. Uh, yeah. You, like the, uh, what is it, the Marvel movies? Yeah. They keep people in there because they got the little uh, nugget after the end of the trailers. Post credit, whatever. Well, yeah, they had the post roll, whatever credit thing. Yeah. They, they, they keep people around for those. You know what I liked? What? The bloopers during the uh, the credit sequence. Yeah, you know the last great blooper uh, reel I saw was uh, Liar Liar. Oh, there you go. Liar Liar has an incredible blooper reel. Was it Toy Story or Toy Story Two that did the blooper reel? Yeah, See, that that's was pretty great. Yeah. But that's yeah, if you cute. did the blooper reel, Hot Shots part, uh, it might have been the original Hot Shots. Remember Hot Shots? I've never seen Hot Shots. Oh, you're I missing know. out, and you're a huge Charlie Sheen fan. I mean, more of his lifestyle than. <laughs> It was an actor. Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. As we all know, on these airways, I, I constantly talk about Charlie Sheen. Constantly Charlie referencing Sheen. Charlie Sheen yeah, and what, his movies. What can I tell you? Yeah, so uh, Hot Shots, if I remember correctly, throughout the uh, trailers, they just drop in little nuggets like, uh, here's a recipe for brownies. Here's <laughs> That's pretty great. <laughs> just, just like random things. And so it's like, here's your cast and crew. Yeah. Here's how to make pancakes, whatever it was. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie, but the credits were entertaining. But what people need to do that is, is make the uh, make the credits a little bit more fun. Then people stick around for the trailers, which I'm instituting again 
back at the end. Okay. So more people on the text line saying that they uh, trail, blah, 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 right? Like these used to be trailers. They used to trail the movie at, uh, after it ended back in the 1950s. Now okay. that checks out big time because that right there seems like a 1950s thing to do. But you know what they used to do in the 1950s? They put the credits up front. Yeah. Yeah, you get the long credit sequence. Like, you ever watch uh, How Often You Know Wizard of Oz? I give you yeah. all that info right at the beginning. Like, yeah. here's the director, here's all the actors, here's the whole thing. And then you have to wait for that. Like, here's the dwarf that hung himself in the background of that one scene. Yeah, absolutely. You've seen that, right? Oh, no. You haven't? No. Never there watched. is. I've heard. You? Uh, why haven't you watched it? Uh, I have watched it. I've watched it listening to uh, Dark Side of the Moon. I yeah. just never, I just don't know what scene that I'm yeah, looking that's for. Badass. Yeah. Except you got to skip one track. Uh, Doesn't work. Is that, is that how you got to do it? <laughs> Started track two. Just because of the opening credit sequence. No, actually, I will tell you this Dark Side of the Moon lined up with Wizard of Oz. The opening credit, credit sequence quite possibly might be the best part oh, there you of go. that experience. There you go. Because it perfectly hits. When uh, you're listening to uh, okay. F, I can't even remember the first title of that oh, damn song. Unbelievable! I'll get it up on my Spotify Jeez, here. Some stoner you turned out to be. But you gotta, you gotta go back and watch the midget hanging himself. Okay, what's or the what, little person? I'm sorry. What scene is that in? Let's, I'll just, let's type like, it in the internet. They're uh, leaving. They're leaving. Um, they're leaving something or other. They're leaving some house. Yeah, Munchkinland. Damn, I haven't had enough coffee. <laughs> Sound like a, you know what? You said some stoner I am. This is par for course right now. <laughs> Trying to remember times where I was stoned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they're saying like as they enter, as they leave the forest with the Tin Man. Yeah. Apparently there is a hanging dwarf. Yes. Yes. He couldn't take it. He couldn't handle the pressure. The dog was getting too much attention. Yeah, it's a pretty blurry uh, you, Are you watching it? No, I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the uh, image on the internet of just a blurry outline way back in the trees that somebody is claiming to be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it here, Pretty boss. crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That, just, just like that ghost kid in um, yeah. Three Men and a Baby. <laughs> sure. I know all the movie weird theories. Yeah. Yep. I'm not buying it. <laughs> in a scene with, <laughs> with zero munchkins. One of them hung themselves in the trees. That's when you know forest. something's wrong. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, There's terrible. no munchkins. What's going on? The, the, one, the one thing that I'd like to be true, have you ever heard the stories of uh, the revelry that happened at the uh, the hotel that housed all the munchkins? Those no. are the stories. Oh, yeah. Apparently, they were all staying in one hotel, and then it got rowdy and got kinky and got, uh, yeah. It was, it was troublesome, the behavior mm. of all of these munchkins housed in one dormitory and whatever hotel it was mm. in uh, in old Hollywood. That's the story that I want to be told. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd probably do the same thing. Yeah. I mean, if somebody gave me a free hotel room and I was working on a movie set in my 20s, and I would that, take advantage of it. Well, sure, I understand that. I would work as hard as I could to make them, like, take the effort to fire me. I, okay, I understand that. But what I'm, what I'm suggesting here is when they made this, all these little people... <laughs> Probably hadn't been around that many other little people. And right. They were all getting paid to be in a movie, so they're oh, all feeling good, feeling frisky. It's like, let's do this thing. Yeah, but with little people. 
You see that Disney had to uh, make a statement about uh, the seven dwarves? Oh, right. Now, uh, Dinklage got all pissed off. Oh, yeah. He's all kinds of mad. Now, why is he so mad? I saw that on Twitter. So, and I, uh, I just didn't take the time to look. Yeah. So uh, Tyrion Lannister is oh, all man. mad because no way. All, they're remaking a live action version of seven uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Mm. Now, some people were outraged that they cast a uh, Hispanic actress as Snow White. And so she already had to make comments going, no, this is blah, 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 the story that we're telling. And then Disney why, came out about that. Why are people outraged by that? <laughs> be, be, <laughs> Who cares? She's still it's white. Movie. White. Snow White. <laughs> people are terrible. Like, look. If I got out, you know what you want to be really outraged about? Go ahead and be outraged. Did you ever go to Hulk with Eric Bana? No. Yeah. God, no. You want to get outraged? Watch that movie. Pay $18 to watch that movie. (laughs) Then you're outraged, my friend. What happened with Edward Norton? Did you ever watch that one? Wasn't he Hulk? No, because I watched the one uh, directed by, uh, oh, crap. I got to find his name. But um, there was a Hulk. Starring Eric Bana. Yeah, I'm aware of that. Dude, it was so bad. What else is Eric Bana in? I just know him as people complaining about him as the Hulk. Ang Lee, by the way. Oh. Um, I was going to ask, ask it. The Life of Pi Guy. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, yeah. there's a lot of... Yeah, dude, if I start just guessing these things, I'm going to actually be better. I would have guessed uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, too. Yeah. Huh. This anyway. movie had a pretty big cast. Sure. What else is Eric Bana in? Eric Bana. Let's see. Here. Yeah. What's he known for besides ruining the Hulk? Eric, uh, the dry, the dry. That do anything for you? No. Uh, Troy, you remember that crap? Yeah, but that's a uh, Brad Pitt. I didn't watch that one either, but I'm aware of it. Okay. <laughs> uh, the time traveler's uh, wife. Oh, Munich, which was incredible. Is what the sure. fan text line is saying. Oh, I guess he was in Munich. Yeah, but they just said anyway. So the reason Peter Dinklage is uh, so upset about this Finding Nemo is uh, that they are making a movie about dwarves mm. and he feels like we have moved past this and he said it's effing backwards that we're going and making a movie that features seven dwarves. So Disney came out and said, actually, we consulted with a lot of people in the dwarfism community and we are going to make this movie as... Uh, in a way to honor people of shorter stature. So get ready for that. Hmm. It's already causing controversy, though. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, I don't know what that means, but if you guys, if you're working with the community that feels disenfranchised by being highlighted as, you know, people that work in a mine and live in the forest all by themselves, <laughs> and then start living with one woman. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Speaking of things getting it's weird. It's not a bad life right there. <laughs> I bet those dwarves were partying it up with her. Woo! Uh, you know, the other part of that, too, is that, like, why, why isn't everybody so pissed at just, like, Walt Disney? Like, Walt himself? Yeah, that guy was a raging anti-Semite. Well, he was awful. Of course he was. <laughs> he was a terrible guy. Yeah, yeah, but he lived in a time where everybody was terrible. <laughs> Yeah, 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 right. And you are you are focusing on a greater point here, which I I I hope people just think of when they try to do this, when they have revisionist history about things. Look, everybody before the '60s was just inherently terrible. Well, no, most people are terrible to begin with. Well, yes. Yes. So here's here's the thing. But after once the '60s happened, and then people were like, "Oh wait, yeah, black people are people." 
And like, white people aren't the only people on this planet? Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah. But that, yeah, but to, to your point, Walt Disney, you called him what? A raging anti semi. Yeah, he's awful. He also lived in a time period where that was perfectly acceptable behavior. He sure did. That's un, that's the, he made a lot of the, money. The more unfortunate part is that every like most of the people around him were probably going, Yeah, I agree with Walt. But he just happened to be the most famous one. So what we do is we cherry pick these these people at the top and go, they were terrible because, and then you list off all the reasons that were like, that kind of went with, unfortunately, mm. kind of went with popular culture. Yeah. Which just makes things even worse. But people like to pick out the targets and go, that guy was awful. And I'm like, no, that time was awful. Well, half the world was awful. There used to be there used to be plenty of uh, people. In the U.S., I know it's the greatest country in the world. Not saying that's not. Yeah. There used to be a lot of people with some backwards ideas. And guess what? Some of those ideas are still around. Sorry. Well, be careful with that. Because then we can give a pass to anyone. I'm not giving. No, I'm not giving a pass. <laughs> I'm, saying, I'm saying if you go back into those times, uh, I'm not saying Disney was right. I'm saying Disney was going along with society, which for the most part was wrong. Yeah. Yeah. There was, there was people that were, hey, it, what it would be nice is going, these people are the ones that buck the trend and turn the world. We talk more about the people that mm. were wrong than the people that were right. I guess that that's my greater point. So I'm not giving everyone a pass. I'm saying that most of humanity, people were awful. Go back just a few hundred years, and we're just out killing each other just because. Yeah, we were. So you don't uh, have to go very, very yeah. far back in human history, gun. You have food. Now you're dead. Now I have food. <laughs> I always marvel at that, like how, like, I, I don't know what time marker I can place this at, but I think you're kind of, you're kind of sniffing up the same tree that like, like people getting killed like a very long time ago used to just kind of be like, ah, yeah, yeah, it happened. Yeah. Probably should have killed the guy that killed him. <laughs> He just done that. Yeah, it was very happenstance. Just like, yeah, well, and I think it's just because of life expectancy and the fact that, like, you know, now we have like air conditioning and like homes that protect you from like we have hospitals, wild animals, yeah. hospitals, yeah, all the things. We have we have yeah. so many protections. Think of all the things that could kill you today. Think of all of the things that could like legitimately kill you today. And it's I kind think of my KitchenAid mixer could kill me. Sure. And it's kind of terrifying when you think about it. But a lot of those are pretty modern conveniences. It used to just be that anything could kill you. Like a sliver could kill you once upon a time. Yeah. I mean, living life without anesthesia and without modern hospitals and all of that. But the idea that the, the way we evolved as people was uh, whoever's got the best weapons is in charge. Uh, well... Like you had the Bronze Age, and somebody figured out how to make a sword, and guys with swords won. And then somebody figured out how to make like a catapult, and then they won. And then somebody figured out, you know, ammunition and cannon fire, and then they won. And now we're kind of someone figured out Instagram, and it was like, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> let's go. You got it. You got it. That's the evolution of weaponry. So I still don't get it. Like, it, like would the lead in Snow White being Hispanic? Like ruin it for your dollars. <laughs> like, are they gonna watch it and be like, "Wait, what? Hold well, on, listen, we're only gonna watch a trailer." <laughs> so I think we're fine. Speaking it's a of kids movie, yeah. the hell is it a kids movie? Are yeah, the live action ones kids movies? Yeah, I think so. I mean, unless like Snow White's gonna get naked or something. 
<laughs> she gets naked. Yeah, I mean, doesn't that separate a kid's movie from an adult movie? Is like you see like either boob a nipple. or yeah, a nip or like a dude's shirt off or something. A dude's shirt yeah, off. Yeah, and he's like sweaty. Yeah, so not a kid movie. Yeah, it's <laughs> he's like glistening. Whoa. Hey, what's going on there? What is it? Emilio Estevez has a shirt off. I thought this was a kid's movie. Oh, not Mighty Ducks four. All right. On that note, hey, do you know what this weekend is? Uh, I think conference something or other. It is conference championship weekend. Or is it super conference championship weekend? Ooh. And we start with a look back. Last weekend might have been the greatest weekend of football ever. I know everybody's talked about it all week, but I haven't with you. So let's start by taking a look back to see how we got here. Last weekend was incredible, uh, except for one of my, f- my flight didn't have internet. So I missed one of the games. But what a weekend of football. We start there to get to where we are now. Next, Center and Saint, 10 the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, so you look at last weekend. You have four football games, all of them end on the final play. You watched the first three games. Mm. Now, I watched uh, the end of the Raiders uh, Bengals game at the airport and it was great Joe Burrow that team it's just the, the whole thing it's fantastic I'm very excited about the Bengals I would have been happy if the Raiders won it was uh, the whole thing was great then you get the uh, Niners Packers I'm getting onto the airplane and uh, unfortunately we're flying over an ocean so we don't get internet only watch the first quarter I'm like oh whew, Niners done and then I find out they win and then I go back and I watch like the quick YouTube version of it and you block punts and all the craziness. Great game. So Sunday, I told my wife, I'm like, well, we traveled on Saturday. Sunday, I'm just sitting down and watching football. You get two more great games, but you go into that Sunday night game 
thinking, oh, I can't get any better than it's already been, yeah. but this is the best game that's uh, on the docket, so maybe it will be. Dude, the last two minutes of that game in overtime was everything that you could possibly want or need from football. Was it not? Uh, Yeah, well, not only that, it was like the forging of the next 10 years yes. of NFL action that you'll have two teams Ooh. in the AFC wow, that careful. are... Careful. What? Two teams. Well, let's see what happens this weekend. You might have three teams. Eh. You got, hey, you got another young quarterback. There was a shootout just a couple weeks ago between the Bengals and Chiefs. At least two teams, though, for the yeah. next 10 years. But, like, you're going to have two teams in the next 10 years, but not just two teams, two quarterbacks. Yep. Because they're both insanely good. And I was so effing wrong about Josh Allen. In yep. fact, I was so effing wrong about Josh Allen. <laughs> even, a lot of people were, though. Even last year. Because even when I uh, watched him last season, I was kind of like, eh. How much do you know about Josh Allen's uh, backstory? Uh, I know that he got recruited by literally no one. No. One. And then he sent like a tape to Wyoming to their head coach and was like, hey, I'm like, whatever, six, five, six, six, nope. this. I thought really long. Would you please consider draft? Or, no, uh, so he grew up in uh, central California. I did a little reach because I was, I was like, where did, where did this guy come from that nobody saw the talent, right? So he grew up in central California near Fresno uh, and uh, on a farm. Uh, grew up as a Fresno State fan, wanted to be a bulldog. That was that was his big dream. Mm. But he didn't go to any of the quarterback camps, and he didn't do any of the seven-on-seven seven because he grew up in a small town outside of Fresno. So he did what you do in a small town when you're a great athlete. He played all the sports. So he was the quarterback, and he was the leading scorer on the basketball team, and he was a pitcher on the baseball team, clocking in at 90, and he was uh, Mr. Small Town Central California. Gets recruited by no one. That's accurate. He ends up going to a small school because he had no D1 offers. So he ended up going to a junior college and then sets like all the school records only playing in like eight of the games or whatever it is. Then the only offer he gets is from somebody that saw him at Wyoming and they send him the letter. He gets the letter from Wyoming and goes, hey, Fresno State, I'm getting recruited. Here's my numbers from junior college. Wyoming wants me. Do you guys want to like, I'd rather go there. And they're like, nah. And so that's how he ends up going to Wyoming. But like he, his, his philosophy was cause he was getting recruited by other schools when he was in high school mm. to go to a bigger school. But his uh, family philosophy was you grow where you're planted. And so he stayed small town. And I was like, I was like, that's a great story, but the cooler story. And I'm sure you guys probably talked about it this week. Do you see how much money was donated by Kansas City fans to the hospital named for his grandmother in Buffalo. Cool, but kind of trollish. Really? Uh, did you see what the majority of the donation amounts were? Don't care. $13. That's fine. 13 seconds left. I understand that. <laughs> he didn't He didn't uh, elect not to squib kick. That's perfectly fine. Yes. And if you're going to troll somebody, that's the way to do it. But he raised they raised more than $300,000 yeah. from Kansas City fans yeah. to that guy. So there's a, there's a certain amount of respect that goes into that. And I thought that was, I think it's outstanding. I mean, look, the AFC, that game, like we just said, you know, that kind of paints a picture of what you might expect in the next five, 10 years between Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. But sure. the AFC is also just like exploding with other quarterbacks as well. As you mentioned, Joe Burrow, yep. but also let's not sleep on Lamar Jackson. I get it. 
there is a fall off happening, but you have to believe wow, there's that, injuries like, that happen a lot this year and yes. COVID last year. And you have to believe that he will at a certain point kind of calm down and understand where his place is in throwing the ball. It happened for Michael Vick later in his yep. career. Um, <clears throat> I, I just, you know, Justin Herbert, Derek yep. Carr is still relatively young. There's there's a lot going on in the AFC. For Before we get too far away from that game, though, everybody goes out and says that I, I read something that said Sean McDermott should be fired for not squib kicking it. <laughs> That's stupid. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Well, yeah. Well, no. Well, look, I'm not going to say fire the guy, but like, look, if Aaron Rodgers only needs about 20 seconds. <laughs> You should probably account for like 10 of those with Patrick Mahomes. Sure. I think now the safe amount of time for Patrick Mahomes is no time to have the ball is no time or four seconds, well, which did, is one play. <laughs> but did you like the way the, the Cincinnati Kansas city game ended uh, in what was it? Week 17. Yeah. That was like, whoa, no, we're not giving him the ball back. They went for on two fourth downs inside the red zone yeah. after penalties were called. They're like, we're not giving him the ball back yeah. with any chance of scoring. Like that, that is one of those elements of the games where Patrick Mahomes is not just, you know, doing it with stats, not just doing like the first quarter, quarter and a half. He's doing it with his legs. He has that 35 yard run up the middle. He ran the ball more than Josh Allen did to start the game. It almost looked like the roles reversed. But there's just something about that poise under pressure where, yeah, you go, ah, you can't give the guy the ball with 13 seconds left is incredible. But Joe Burrow has that kind of feel about him as well. Matthew Stafford to Cooper Cup. How does that happen? Like the one guy you have to stop on in that situation is Cooper Cup. Because he's white. <laughs> and two plays. Why the guy won the triple crown? I, I don't care what color he is. Dude, I, I know, but I'm telling you right now, it's the same thing as like Adam Thielen. It's like, how does he get open? It's because the corner's like, man. Dude, there's no way that you want the guy that led the league in receiving uh, receptions, receiving yards, and touchdowns. Believe you me, I would double cover that guy. I would no. do cover two press with a safety over yeah. the back and just say, just just focus on him. Two plays to set up the game-winning field goal, and both of them go to Cooper Cup. It's like, give me a break. But you have... Um, Boy, his wife's incredible, by the way. I don't know if you read that article. I did not. Yeah, she like quit everything. Uh, in college because, you know, he went to like Eastern Washington did go to Eastern Washington. You know, they didn't really have a lot of money or anything. And she like worked full time during that period to like support him. So like he could get to the next level because he was so convinced he was going to play in the league. Sure. Which I have like an immense respect for not only the spouses in those situations, but <clears throat> the actual guys themselves who like are in those like Josh Allen, right? Sure. Josh Allen's a little bit different because I think by Josh Allen's senior year, at Wyoming, he was already assumed yep. like this guy will get drafted. Sure. Well, Dude. and and he was injured his junior year, and the only reason he came back was to improve right. his draft. Yeah. yeah. And you know, with Cooper Cup, you know, us up here in the Northwest kind of knew who Cooper Cup was because we well, would see him in games against Oregon. Yeah, Oregon, Oregon State. They played like back to back That's years, right. and and they pushed both of them. And we kind of knew who he was, but we paid more attention to Vernon Adams for sure. the most part. Yep. Like nobody knew who Cooper Cup was. Everybody thought, what the hell? Who is this guy? Mm -hmm. What's going on? And in fact, a lot of people, even when Jared Goff was there, attributed Cooper Cup's success more to Goff. Yep. Now that we all figured out Jared Goff, 
sucks. And when Cooper <laughs> Cup was down for an entire season with an injury, I'm forgetting, and the Rams offense looked yeah. like doo-doo. Everybody yeah. woke up and was like, oh, yeah, this guy's actually incredible. Yeah, well, you, and you give him a competent quarterback, and you need a guy that you can trust yes. at the end of a game, and you throw it to your best player. That's right. That's what you do, and and it doesn't matter how you have to stop him. So we we, we missed uh, the landing spot there. So uh, real quick, I've not heard your opinion, and I'm sure you have one. I, uh, overtime, that's what I do here. Overtime rules. Oh, boy. We might have to break we, uh, because this is going to take – like a sentence. A whole sentence? <laughs> a whole sentence. Do it. Okay. It's the rules. <laughs> They're fine. They're fine. It's, it's the rules. Yeah. Just, just play within the rules. Yeah. <clears throat> you know they adjusted NFL overtime rules after the 2009 NFC title game, right? Yeah. Because Brett Favre threw a really stupid pick <laughs> in the NFL. And then the Saints ran like, mm, Three, four plays, yep. and then kicked, kicked a field, field goal. goal. Yeah, and then the NFL was like, "Well, that sucked." Yeah, and that really wasn't what like everybody was expecting, so they changed it. Yeah, will they change it again? Who knows? Look, do they need I, to change it? Uh, no, 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 they don't. No. And you know, look again. Let me just say this: it's it's too much time. Yeah, <laughs> four seconds. That's all you should get. And even with four seconds, you're giving him one play. And there's really, it's a 50 50 at yeah. that point because he can throw a Tyree kill on a, like a little dumb slant and then he'll outrun everybody. Yep. So, yes, look, we, we've been doing this for so much time. It's, we have it with Tom Brady, right? Tom, don't give Tom Brady any time. Yep. It used to be in uh, maybe the 2000s. It was like, oh, don't give him anything under two minutes. Now it's like, don't give him anything under a minute. With yep. Aaron Rodgers, it was like, don't give him anything under 30 seconds. Yep. Now with Mahomes, it's literally. Right now, though, right now, just taking his first step, still in diapers, Ooh. still at his mother's teat, mm. is a quarterback that if you give him four seconds, you will lose. Can't give him four seconds. Gotta, I don't know. I don't know what his name is. If I knew, oh, be a millionaire. But right now, there's somebody like they just wherever the limit is, they just keep I didn't pushing. know where you were going. No, it's probably a Manning. I'm just saying, like wherever the line is, they keep pushing it back, and you can change the rules to adjust to the players, yeah. or you can sit back. Like that was the worst part of that game is just sit back and go. That was great. That yeah. was great entertainment. If you if you bought a ticket for Arrowhead Stadium, you got the price of admission times a hundred. If you sat down and watched that game and invested your Sunday afternoon in sitting down and watching that game, you got everything. You your your entire Directv or Comcast bill for the year was paid for with the entertainment you got from that football game. But but this is what we have to do is we have to find a reason to complain about it. And oh how di how could he give him 13 seconds? It's 13 seconds. You have the best defense in football. You should hope that they can stop him. Guess what? Offense won. It was great. And then oh he lost a coin toss. We sh we should have gotten more of it. You just got one of the the greatest football games ever and you want more stop being a baby yeah why don't they do a dice <laughs> you should do they should do dice how would that work just play a hand of poker well it'd be like a coin toss except for different yeah but do you like call them i mean you can't like call them coin numbers. toss coin toss is great well now i like the idea of playing poker <laughs> you have to play Could a you hand. Imagine that? oh how about just rock, paper, got scissors. A folding table yeah, rock paper scissors or right now i like the poker better <laughs> Well, but there's luck in that. Ro Rochambeau it. Head to head. One, two, three, shoot. Ah, oh, scissors. I don't know about that. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes always does scissors. <laughs> you got to know that stuff. It's more research. Now, I know you probably want to preview um, 
something else in this next segment, but could I lobby for us to talk about Patrick Mahomes' wife? We talk about uh, whatever you want next segment. It's a it's a Will wants to talk about Mrs. Mahomes. We'll do that after this Sports Center update. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The Sinner and the Saint Tailgate with Luke Anderson and Will Darkins on 1080 The Fan. All right, Will. Explain it to me. Why do you want to talk about Patrick Mahomes' wife? She can't throw the ball 70 yards uh, downfield. She can't uh, escape a pass rush. What is it about uh, Mrs. Mahomes that has you so fascinated? All right. Now, you watched that Sunday game, correct? I watched the game, yes. Now, as you might have seen, actually, you probably didn't see this because this was on social media, and you're a bit bit of a nomad on social media. Nomad? Uh, No go. No go. After... The Chiefs won. Yep, they did win. I can verify that. Uh, Mahomes' fiance, Brittany Matthews, was up in her skybox. Sure. And her and Jackson Mahomes. This is little brother. Little brother. Yep. We're celebrating, getting pumped up. They were uh, hella pumped. Hella pumped. And she took a champagne uh, bottle, shook it up. And just started spraying it over people. <laughs> awesome. Which is uh, the equivalent to like a rich guy slapping his butler in the face with like $100 bills. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Look at you little people. <laughs> I assume they all knew each other. They're in the skybox. No, dude, she's of... spraying it over the people below. Oh, <laughs> now you're talking. In like sub-zero temperatures. Oh, I love that. <laughs> What an idiot. Okay, so. Sure. That happens. Yep. Yeah. She has responded in a very interesting way. Okay, let's hear it. Now, I don't know. She was just so excited. (laughs) I mean, she can't help it. Uh, She has decided to um, sell shirts because there was massive backlash on social media. Oh, she did this. Good. I got very pissed off. I love that social media was mad. Yes. Very mad about this. They called her, um, all sorts of names. Sure. And she felt bullied. She felt bullied. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So she now is making t-shirts that say team Brittany on it. Isn't wait, (laughs) let me finish. That she is selling, and the funds are going to an anti-bullying organization. What a hero. What a hero. Wow. Listen, listen. Spraying champagne, like, uh, to me, that's not that big of a deal. Like, if somebody, I'd be like, what the hell is that? Like, 
Okay. Oh, it's champagne. Somebody's excited up oh, there. What? Ah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen the video of it, uh, oh. but uh, I imagine that like the contents of a champagne bottle, unless it's dumped directly on one person, spread out across a crowd of people, it's probably not that, not the worst thing that's ever happened. And if you had a complaint about it, you could probably uh, take it up with uh, your your local folks. Now, social media. <laughs> We'll just go to the stadium and be like, what the hell is that? And then, uh, and then, and then they'll be like, whoa. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you can address, you can address it there. Yeah. So we're, we're, what was the response from the people that were actually sprayed, but with champagne? I think people were a little peeved about it because again, here, here's the factor. Now you are correct that like, say if we were in Los Angeles and this happened, uh, it would probably just, you'd turn around and be like, the hell is that? And then yeah, you'd exactly. see it turn. You'd be like, ugh. Yeah, then, exactly. You'd be miffed. Yeah, you'd go on, and then yeah. you know you're maybe a little sticky, and it's like, oh, that's annoying. And then just, sure, whatever. But but it's like it's it's equivalent to like the guy next to you jumps up with joy, and his beer goes everywhere. It's 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 right. part of the hazard of going to one of these events, right? Like this is a little more self entitled than that. But if I'm there and I get the entire bottle of champagne dumped on me, I'd be like, dude, like, can I? Can somebody say something to that idiot to make yeah. sure that doesn't happen again? Like that. But that's about as far as you can take it, right? Now, I think you'd be more pissed if it was, again, sub-zero temperatures. Sure. sure. That's where it, this is playing in, where I, people I, are like, fine. you're spraying us. But, it is freezing out. We are trying to stay warm. Why are you doing that? Now, here's what I'll agree with you. It's okay. not really that bad of a, a okay. inconvenience. Sure. Right? Okay. So, yes. You could probably get back in your car and heat it up, and you'll be okay. The game's over. Everybody's leaving anyways. You're dressed for the weather, so I assume that you have something that is not going to be immediately penetrated to your core right. by the contents of a champagne bottle, like the half Corbell split that she sprayed out. And I assume if it's the fiance of Pat Mahomes, probably a nice bottle of champagne. It's probably If you look nice. up at the right time, you're probably getting some Dawn. I, I sure bet you would. Just yeah. open your mouth yeah exactly so if you planned it correctly you could actually enjoy yourself or just lick your sleeve and be like oh that's good champagne now so now what happens is it goes to the internet which is all trolls anyways yes now look here's where i have the issue go ahead you are Brittany matthews is an incredibly privileged individual you are in a very high ranking position sure yeah, you did something kind of douchey. Yeah. Just let it go. Exactly. You don't need to be pissed about this. Like, look, you are who you are. This is this plays to a bigger core of what I hate about celebrities and some athletes is that they get really pissed off when they do douchey things and people react to it when in the end, just accept the fact you're a douche. Well, just just accept it. It's okay. I'm an annoying douche. I know that. <laughs> I have horrible opinions on this radio station. You all let me yes, know that do. on the text line every single day how wrong I am about certain things. You think I don't know I'm wrong about certain things? <laughs> yes, I do. I have opinions because deep down, I feel very strongly about them. And so I communicate it over air. And if people have opinions about yep. it, they do. And I move on with my life. I engage sometimes. And that's it. Brittany, uh, Brittany Matthews needs to understand that, like, you don't need to make this some, like, crusade about but you. But that's this is how the Internet works is the Internet is full of trolls and crusaders. Right. Right. People are trying either trying to burn down the world as it is 
or they're trying to rebuild it into a better place. People are trying to reimagine it where where there is no bullying and it's wonderful and yeah. everything is good. And I'm on Pinterest and I just figured out this wonderful new recipe for a salad dressing that I make myself and it's mm. better for the environment. And I do all this and it's oh, wonderful. So what? Yeah. And then there's people going, everything is terrible. Let me tell you why it's terrible. So the terrible people came after her, and she's one of the nice people. So her only response is to go to the other side of the internet, which is just as awful. And this is why I do not uh, engage with either side of it. Because the only ones that get anybody's attentions are attention are the ones that go to the extreme on either end of it. Most people are somewhere between terrible and wonderful and that's the way it should be. Your opinions, you know what? You're wrong on a lot of things, Will. But you know what? You're right on a handful of things, too. So for all of the the opinions that we come out here and we espouse that are absolutely terrible, every once in a while we're right. And hopefully we can be entertaining. That's our only job. But we kind of, we kind of run down the middle. Now, if we wanted to elevate our careers, we can start being wrong all the time or we can start being right all the time. And... Wrong's easier. Wrong's way easier, yeah. and it makes more money. Yeah, it does. And the people that are wrong are absolutely terrible. The reason Troy Aikman might be happy to leave Fox is because he's openly complained when they hired people like Skip Bayless. Yeah. And said that dude is awful. And if, and Doug Gottlieb, he said, if these are the type of people that are going to be on Fox, maybe I don't want to be associated with Fox. And now Amazon's calling him for Thursday Night Football. And dude might just peace out because they keep hiring trolls to be on their airwaves. Plus, he has to work with Joe Buck, and I'm sure that's... I think he likes Joe Buck. Because Joe Buck I think loves he Troy Aikman. I think he handles Joe. I, I think it's probably just fine. Well, he also he's probably going to get Tony Romo money if he goes and goes on to Amazon because I think, I think Amazon's doing all right. Uh, plenty of people on the text line, of course, um, asking what we're all thinking, which is, are Jackson and Brittany a, an item? Oh, yeah, no. You don't no. think so? No. You th- I mean, Jackson is... Uh, I mean, I, I pulled up Jackson, and every headline about him is he's terrible. Yeah, the whole Sean Taylor thing. Yeah, well, just everything. Yeah. I can go through the whole list of it, but I don't want to give him the airtime. Okay. Yeah, he terrible. Oh. You want to do some good versus evil? Let's do it. Next, Center and Saint, 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the, What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. Jack O'Connell with the Baseball Writers Association of America. I'm calling you from Cooperstown, New York, to let you know that the Baseball Writers have elected you to the National Baseball Hall. Yes! That was Big Poppy. David Ortiz was the only player who baseball players put into the Hall of Fame this week, the Baseball Players Writers Association. Poppy got 77.9% of the vote on his first ballot. Meanwhile, on their last ballots, Barry Bonds fell short of the 75% needed with just 66%. Roger Clemens, 65.2%. Sammy Sosa, 18.5%. Obviously, the New York Times reported in 2009 that Ortiz failed a PED tester years earlier. 
Ortiz has consistently denied this. Why do you think voters were okay with him and not with the other dudes I just mentioned? Honestly, I can't figure out baseball writers. I think it's because they hate baseball and they don't like the direction that it's going and they blame the players and they're trying to sabotage the whole thing. I, I honestly don't know. It's, it's made it so uninteresting to me every time it comes around. It used to be fun. These are the players making it into the Hall of Fame. Here's what it is. The, telling someone's story as part of a, the story of baseball is is how the sport did so well for so long, how it became America's pastime. We tell the stories of the NFL like they used to tell the stories of baseball. We talk about the players that are good and bad, the ones that step on groins and spit in people's faces, as much as we talk about the ones that win the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. And that's what makes football such a great show, is you have villains and you have heroes. And if you have a Hall of Fame, you should probably talk about both. Guess who's in the Batman Hall of Fame? The freaking Joker. Because without it, guess what? You don't have a movie. So, yeah, the baseball writers are, to me, they're just idiots, and they're holding up this sacred shrine as if it's only for perfect people, and I don't have to go through the list of all the terrible people that are already in there because they already have. Uh, I think they're just out of touch, and that's why they didn't get voted in. Now, we're going to talk about a show snap shrink. So we're going to do a seven-step drop. Because we want to be great actors, we're going to show the ball. Hey, here's the ball. I'm handing it off. And then we're going to snap the ball in, and then we're going to shrink down. Everybody with me on that? Because we want to be dramatic. We want the defense to go, oh, my God. I think he's handing the ball off. Oh, my gosh. No, he's not. Downtown. You know what I mean? So that's what we're going to do. It looks like this. Show it, snap it, and shrink. Everybody see that? Seven-step drop, eight to the left, seven to the right. We're going to go under center, too. I'm so excited. That's Nathaniel Hackett, by the way. Wow. Broncos have hired him as their next head coach, former offensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers. This, of course, led to the immediate speculation that Denver will be where Aaron Rodgers lands via trade. The Chicago Bears hired Matt Eberflus, who is the Colts D coordinator. Which team made the better hire, in your opinion? I don't know much about Eberflus other than the Colts have had a top 10 defense the last couple of years. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett just seems to be one of Aaron Rodgers' buddies. Uh, but, I mean, hey, both teams have won some football games over the last couple of years. Um, the thing holding the Colts back was the wrong quarterback. I heard an interesting thought, which was if Aaron Rodgers was smart, Indianapolis might be the best place for him to land. Um, but the the credit that uh, Hackett gets is for taking a Blake Bortles-led Jaguars team to the cusp of a Super Bowl. So maybe he has uh, more coaching in him than we're giving him credit for. So I'm going to say that right now that is the better hire, uh, but primarily because uh, the problems with Denver is their offense. The problem with uh, Chicago is, is also their offense, but they have all these young pieces in place. I'm surprised they didn't go offensive coach. It's been six straight months of football every day consumed by day in and day out football. And I think now it's just some time to spend some time with my family and spend some time with, you know, my kids. There's Butchin, Tom Brady, numerous sources close to Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback uh, remain convinced that the all time Great is preparing to retire from the game with a formal announcement expected sometime around after the playoffs. Several sources who are within Brady's inner circle anticipate that he will most likely reveal his future plans in the coming days. Brady 
Of course, a historian of the game, he understands what it takes for players and teams to reach out at this point. I copied this from an article that I read on CBS. What is the NFL without Tom Brady? Great. Still great. You just went through all of the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks in the AFC that are set to do battle for the next decade and a half. Uh, the NFC still has some great teams, some great history. You've got a guy in Matt Stafford playing in Los Angeles now that's super exciting. But, whoa. Uh, it's it, He'll be missed, but so is every great quarterback that retires. And guess what? The league carries on. How much time uh, is too much time for Tom Brady? 30 seconds? 45 seconds? How much time is too much time for Pat Mahomes? 13 seconds. It's going to be fine. It'll, if Tom Brady will be missed. I would I would love to see him come back and play one more uh, round. He's acting like he just had kids. That's the thing that I don't get. Well, he probably just realized he has kids. Exactly. Wait, what? Exactly. Oh, that's where that money's been going. <laughs> he also has a 13-year-old from Bridget Monahan. Moynihan. Moynihan. Who Moynihan. I never see, ever. I see oh, his little kids. Them. I never see the 13-year-old. Jack? He was a ball boy at uh, Bucks camp. Oh, was he? Yeah. Well, look at that. All right. This is my favorite story of the week, and it comes from the world of celebrities and musicians. Now, I picked this story specifically for you. Cool. I thought you'd like it. I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Because the other story I had, I was excited about, but then I thought, you're just coming back from vacation, so I want to <laughs> give something to put you in a good mood. The other story was about owl poop. Oh, you know, my, I had an uncle that collected owl puke, puke for a long time. Poop. I know, but puke, oh, the, oh, puke, the vomit, yeah. and you can go and figure out what's going on in the uh, environment around it. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't so. you ever do that as a uh, like in a science class? Uh, yeah, like you, every kid in the Pacific Northwest does that. That's what my uncle did. He collected them and sold them to the schools. Uh, that's yeah. funny. Yeah, the owl pellets. Uh, all right, any whoozy. Uh, Ed Sheeran. Do you know who that is? I am aware of Ed Sheeran. Uh, the musician revealed in a recent interview that he has not carried a smartphone since 2015. Yeah, I saw that. Didn't read the article. Didn't intrigue me enough to figure out why, because I don't really care about Ed Sheeran. I just spent my whole time in a very low place, he continued. I got rid of it, and it was like a veil just lifted. I can see that. How does he do that? What do you mean? Well, he's famous. Yeah, but... Like, so all of his posts and everything, he just literally hired one person to do it? Sure. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. I, I just... Yeah, God, like, why would, would be an you... awful job. Be posting social media for a celebrity? For Ed Sheeran, yeah. Really? Would. No, yeah. what, if it was somebody that you liked and respected, admired... Uh, yeah, well, right there. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm not... Yeah. I'm saying yes, for Ed Sheeran, yeah. But if you got to do it for RuPaul or something, one of your... I mean, you have the poster in your room. Yeah, I'd be too... Well... Look, what's neither here nor there. Okay. All right. So who's who's your favorite celebrity? If you got to, uh, I don't know, the Cohen brothers or something. No, I wouldn't want to post for them. They'd like, <laughs> they'd like, well, they'd like, they'd like be on a hike and they'd find like a dead animal and they'd be like, get out here quick. We want you to take a photo of this. <laughs> Some cryptic. <laughs> sure. Okay. But here, Tarantino. Tarantino. Now, uh, I think it would be interesting to do social media for, like, Bradley Cooper. There you go. Yeah, somebody okay. who, like, 
is celebrity status and obviously like an A-lister, but like who is very a very serious actor and very good at what they do. Okay. So you're working for Bradley Cooper. What benefits do you think you get besides just being able to post his social media? You get to hang out with him. You're probably having dinner and drinks with him from time to time. You get to know him on a more intimate level. Like, dude, what would not be great? The person, there's enough people in the world that love Ed Sheeran to make him famous. There's somebody that's qualified to post well for him mm. and gets to hang out with him. That's a, that's a dream job, man. That'd be, that'd be pretty sweet. I guess so. Yeah. I, I, I would be like, I guess you'd have to be really obsessed with Ed Sheeran. And maybe it's just the idea of like being an assistant, but just on a different level. Cause if you're an assistant for celebrities, you are obsessed with that person's life. That's what you do. I, I don't know. You I handle don't, their crap. Yeah. But the, okay, here's the thing. Your smartphone is great because it does everything for you, right? Yeah. You can right. check your email. You right. can take pictures. Watch you porn. can Sure. Exactly. So Ed Sheeran, Ed Sheeran doesn't handle his own calendar. No. Doesn't need porn because he's got girls flashing him at him all day if he yeah. wants. Doesn't need it. Not saying he can't have it. Ah, okay. Uh, he doesn't, uh, like, uh, he doesn't eat. He, he has a photographer that probably travels with him all the time. So he doesn't need to worry about that. Like all of the things that the modern conveniences that make your life easier mm. is like having your own personal assistant and publicist and all that right in your pocket. Yeah. He's got all that crap. All the things that the, it does to make your life easier. It, it doesn't do that for him because he's already got that. Yeah. But to see the, the, the difference it, with like having an assistant and I've talked about this on the, uh, the, 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 the dusty and the, cam the, show, the AJ and the, whoa, Hey now the AJ <laughs> what, and you dusty were on show. That show. Well, yeah, that, that, <laughs> that's that, not, not a mistake. That is technically correct. <laughs> technically. Um, I've talked about it on the other show was that like, I would, if I won the lottery, I have always said, of course, if yep. I won the lottery, I'm getting fake teeth. That's number one. Yes. We know that. And then new tires. Yes. Then new tires. Uh, but, but like nice ones. Oh, I, I'm in the 60,000 mile house. I, I think getting an assistant might just shoot up that list. Yeah. Dude, having a personal assistant would be boss. And then I'd get rid of, I'd, my, I'd get rid of my smartphone. Well, you wouldn't get rid of it. You would just give it to the assistant and be like, you, do you handle it? Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like it wouldn't be on my person. Yeah. If I had somebody to take care of all of my stuff. Yeah. I, yeah, I would not worry about that. Now, would you tell the person to do your jerky stuff, or that is that you time? That's me time. Okay. That's me time. You would tell the person to, like, raise your kids and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. Well, no, I'd be, like, I'd be like, hey, can you get the kids in the room to try this jerky? Yeah. <laughs> You'll get them. I want to see how that is. But, yeah, man, like, the the, the whole idea, like, uh, and I've, I've shared with you my, uh, oh, I've got a million-dollar idea, too, if you want it. But I've told you my dad's philosophy, the old man's philosophy on cell phones. Okay. He says, I have a cell phone for my convenience, not for yours. And he just leaves it around all over the place. But I was hanging out with him, uh, drinking whiskey, playing cribbage last night and came up with a million dollar idea. Do you want me to share it with you on the air so somebody could steal it or off the air? I think you should share it on the air and you should tease it to this next segment. That's what we're doing. Because I got to tell you something. I'm excited now. All right. I've got a million dollar idea. We'll share it in hour two. That is next. Uh, first, let's thank uh, 808 for sponsoring the good versus evil segment that you just heard. They're wonderful. Their Hawaiian food is fantastic. Go to ate-oh-ate.com. Ooh, maybe I'll do that for lunch. That's a pretty good idea. And next, I've got a million-dollar idea that we're going to say live over there that you can steal. Next, Center and Saint, 1080 the fan. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.